This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Wow. Good morning. Good morning, wherever you are. Oh, heaven. Such a wonderful place. And it's a great thought with all that we're going through. You're listening to Escape. Escape to Heaven. Such a great idea. But it's a good thing to know, like, what is heaven? How is it designed? Who's there? What to expect? How do we live in heaven even while we're on earth? That's my question. So you're listening to Servant Marcia Cardi from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And we're right here in Florida, actually Tallahassee. And we're bringing the word to encourage you that heaven is actually a real place. When I go to the Word of God, I realize that heaven is where God dwells. It's His holy habitation. He created it. I mean, He lives there. And someday you and I and all believers will live there. Heaven is the Father's house. Remember when we pray, we say, Our Father, which art in heaven, Hollow would be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven is the dwelling place of Jesus Christ, his son. Over in First Peter, we learn that it's the city in Hebrews of the living God and the redeemed. You know, the redeemed are those that Jesus has purchased with his blood. And so if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you are a part of the redeemed. Um, this should fill you with hope, knowing that you might live in America or Europe or Canada or Saudi Arabia. I don't know where you live, but wherever, even Israel, wherever it is, It cannot compare to heaven because heaven is a better country. You know, I'm I'm urging you even now to think about your relationship with God and with Jesus because uh, everyone that comes to that door, knock, 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 knock on heaven's door, all of the ones that knocked are not guaranteed to get in because if he doesn't know you, just like someone come to your house and they knock on your door, if you don't know them, 
You're not going to just open the door and let them in. So this is the hour. This is the season for all of us to spend more time becoming intimate with our Father, becoming appreciative of what Jesus has done, allowing Holy Spirit to be your, 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 you know, your confidant, your, your, your friend. This is our time. This is our season while we're on earth. Because when we leave earth, based upon that relationship, and you appear at the door of heaven, if you don't know Jesus, by the way you live and your thoughts and your actions, uh, you, you won't enter. Most likely you will not enter. Uh, because even the word of God say, uh, many will come to that door and he will say, I don't know you worker of iniquity. So I know uh, sometimes we think, um, to go into heaven is just a matter of saying, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart. But we also need to understand that our works does matter because Jesus did not say, uh, you thinker. He said, you worker of iniquity. I know you not depart, you know, into outer darkness. I don't want to hear that. I, I want to hear something different. I want to hear, uh, well done. You know, I want to hear, well done, you good and faithful servant. And so I encourage you to develop a relationship with Jesus, you know, because the more you interact with him, the more you read the word of God, the closer you get to making your final destination back to the Father, back into where God lives himself, which is called heaven. Uh, we, we, our citizenship, if you are a believer, is in heaven. Um, listen with your ears, your spiritual ears, to the voice of God as, as encouraged in Ecclesiastics, the, the fifth chapter, and then answer uh, Jesus Christ's knock on your heart. You know, in Revelations, the third chapter, it talks about that, and then enter into fellowship and communion with Jesus Christ. Heaven is a place. It's not a, a state of mind uh, or a dream. It's an actual place, just like hell is an actual place. Now, I know that that hell is real because there was a time where I died literally and split. I was split into three bodies and I saw myself. I experienced myself literally going towards hell. So I don't want to go there. I don't want to know much more about it other than I want to avoid that place. And I'm encouraging you to avoid hell and choose heaven. Uh, Jesus did not ascend or descend from a dream world. You know, we're told in the Bible that he ascended and descended. And then over in Mark, the 16th chapter, after giving believers power, you know, and the keys, matter of fact, comes to my mind that Jesus gave the keys uh when he was interacting with Peter. Let me turn to that in the Bible. Um, a lot of times I like to literally read from the Bible because it helps you 
and myself to remember precisely the context. Now, over in Mark, the 16th chapter, I believe it is. Let's see if I can find the kingdom where he's giving him the keys, right? Well, that's Matthew 16 chapter. But the thing about it, in Mark, the 16th chapter, Jesus is literally, after having... um been resurrected and after meeting with um, the disciples and Mary had gone to them, the one that he cast those seven devils out of it, Mark the 16th chapter. And um, he said, look, go tell them uh, to meet me in uh, Galilee. And she went and they didn't believe her. And Mark the 16th chapter, verse 14, it says that Jesus appeared unto the 11 disciples because, you know, Judas was no longer alive. And he, you know, he upbraided them. He scolded them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe um, that he had risen again. Do you believe that Jesus has risen again? Is Jesus real in your life or is he like a fairy tale or is he like Superman or, or those things that we see on TV, uh, and the movies? Is he a fictional character in your life? Jesus is real. And here's what he said to the disciples in Mark, the 16th chapter, verse number 15. He gave them and you and I as believers, an assignment. And the assignment says, go. So it's not enough, guys, for us to realize that heaven is real. Jesus took it to the next level. He gave us an assignment and he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. You know, the gospel is, yes, you and I are shaped in sin and iniquity. We cannot do any better in our own power. But once we have been born again, as uh, Jesus mentioned over in John, the third chapter, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven, except a man be born again of the water and of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. But once we are born again, Okay. Once we are this new creature, this transformation thing, <laughs> you know, uh, something that's never existed before where earth and heaven is combined into one being, you know, you're listening to servant Marcia Cardi from Heaven on Earth Ministries. And today we're, we're talking about escape, escape from all the craziness of today and the uncertainty of this world into a literal place called heaven. And we're going to talk about how you can be in heaven while you're on earth. But at the moment, we're looking at the assignment that Jesus has given us knowing that heaven is real. And so he says, In the 16th verse, Jesus says, 
He that believeth, when you and I give them the gospel, which is that Jesus has died for our sins and that they can be redeemed to what? Redeemed back to their communion and their right standing with the creator of heaven and earth, our father. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these are the signs that follow those that believe. You and I, none of us have any big eye, little eye. It's just, do you believe? And if you believe, here's the signs that you believe. If you believe that heaven is real, you believe that Jesus is real, that God is the creator of heaven and earth and our Father. Holy Spirit is now upon the earth. As Jesus said, it is expedient for your sake that I leave. That's why Jesus went back and sat on that throne where he is right now, because Holy Spirit is now interacting with those of us that believe. He's inside of us, teaching us, leading us, guiding us, and we're earth. So heaven is inside of earth. Oh my God. And if you believe, these are the signs that shall follow. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up servants. And even if you and I drink a deadly thing, it will not hurt us. And we will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And after Jesus said that and gave that uh, issuance of a command to his disciples, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. So that passage right there lets us know that heaven is not in your mind. It's not imaginary. It's an actual place. I, I always like to speak about the design of heaven and, you know, uh, what's going on. And I've said some things today, but over in Psalms 33rd chapter, it says, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And by the breath of his mouth, all of their hosts. So all the angelic and spiritual beings were created by the breath of God's mouth. And now that makes me think about in the beginning when God created heaven and earth. And also when he created you and I, uh, you know, when that moment of let us create, you know, man in our image and after our likeness. Uh, I'm going to turn there very quickly. And that's over in Genesis, I believe, the uh, second chapter. I'll look for it right quick. And uh, here it is. And it says, uh, well, actually, let's, let's start at the first chapter, verse 26, the creation, not the making. So the creation is, and God said of mankind, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth and over every creeping 
thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them when he created them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish, over the fowl, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. I'm going to stop there because, well, I want to say, and God saw everything that he made, that it was very good. And that was on the sixth day. So I brought that up because later on in Genesis, the second chapter, where he actually made man, formed man, because one part he created man in Genesis first chapter and Genesis second chapter, he's actually making him. And starting with the seventh verse, it says, and the Lord God formed, you see that? That's different than creation, man of the dust of the ground. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. That ties in completely with what God did as he was designing and creating heaven itself. Because over in Psalms 33rd chapter, we realize that by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts, all the beings, all the angelic beings of heaven came from the breath of God, just like the beings on earth, just like you and I. And over in Acts, the seventh chapter says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house can you and I build for God? Or what is the place of God's rest? And so to that respond, what kind of house can you and I build for the spirit of the living God to live inside? And honestly, the only house that you and I can build is uh, over there in Romans, the 12th chapter. You know, this is just coming to me. Uh, but the only thing that we can build is our own body, our own substance, our being. Because over in the Bible, it tells us that we are the temple of the living God. Okay? However, you can also be the temple of the devil, of satanic force. It depends on what you surrender your body to. Now, over in Romans, the uh, 12th chapter, I'm trying to get there now. It says uh, about, uh, I'm just wondering when God said that over in Acts, like what can you, mankind, what can you build? For my spirit to dwell in. And I'm brought to mind Romans, the 12th chapter. And here's what it says. Starting at the first verse, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. Oh, my goodness. So that is it. Our bodies 
are the temples that the Spirit of God can dwell in. A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So our body is the temple. That's where God himself dwells. That's where the Holy Spirit dwells. That is how heaven literally exists here on earth because heaven through the spirit of God is actually in your body. If you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. So now we've learned that. So in John, the 14th chapter, it says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And that goes back to being a believer. Uh, if heaven is going to exist on earth before Jesus come back and grab all of the believers and take us away with him all corporally, you know, in the rapture. So if heaven is going to exist on earth, heaven on earth, we have to bring heaven inside of us. So. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in Jesus. Because Jesus said that in my father's house, in John the 14th chapter, there are many mansions. If it was not so, I would not have told you so. I go to prepare a place for you. I wouldn't have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. Now that snippet right there is referring to the catching up, which we call in one word, the rapture. So heaven exists where it exists in a plane or, or a place that is not in the earthly realm, but far above, far away, far above the stars and, and the galaxy and all of that, far above is where heaven is, the heaven that you and I one day will actually go to. We will either go once our time on earth is complete, and, and it's time to uh, transcend to the other location we will go or we will go when Jesus come. As he said, I prepare a place for you and I'll come again and take you with me. And that's the rapture. So our hope as believers is that we will go to heaven. For thus says the Lord in Isaiah 45th chapter, who created the heavens. He's God who formed the earth and made it. He established it. He did not create it empty. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is no other. 
Heaven was made to exist in several ways. It exists geographically. So when we're done with existence on earth, we go there. But heaven also can exist and do exist here on earth inside of you as the spirit of God is alive and activated inside of you. Heaven exists there as well. And so that brings us to how do we live in heaven while we're on earth? And that took me over to Psalms. Over in Psalms, the uh, 22nd chapter, it speaks about verse number 28, how the kingdom is the Lord's and he's the governor among the nations and they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship and all they that go down to the dust shall bow before him. So we're all going to see Jesus. We're all going to bow before him. You either going to bite the dust now on earth or you're going to do it in eternity. And none, none of us can keep alive our own soul. Why? We just found out that man became a living soul because of the breath that God himself blew into man, as he did with all the angelic beings and all spirit beings and all beings. And over in Psalms 24, it it gives us a question. It says, who shall ascend? Unto the hill of the Lord, who shall stand in his holy place? And the the response is, he that hath clean hands, a pure heart, who hath not lift up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. This is heaven. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek the face of the Lord. If you want heaven on earth, okay, meaning no crying, no no misery, all that negativity, you have to make up in your mind that you're going to seek the face of the Lord. Over in Psalms 25th chapter, it says, show me your ways. Oh, Lord, teach me your path. Lead me into thy truth. Teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. Remember, oh, Lord, your tender mercies and loving kindness for don't remember the sins of my youth. We've all been young and we've all done a lot of things. But when we live with heaven activated inside of us, then we have literally brought heaven to earth. And we are now walking in the kingdom of God. And so now our expectations are those of uh, of joy and peace and righteousness and power. You know, we are walking as the redeemed and redeemed means that the blessings that God released upon the creation of mankind 
over in Genesis, the first chapter, you're walking with those blessings, that power, that dominion, the ability to replenish the earth with the spirit of the living God. You are walking in that. And so this is how heaven must be activated inside of us while we're on earth. I know that uh, many of us are going through so much, and I'm going to pray right now that God touch us and that you understand in those moments that are overwhelming that you have a place that you can escape to, and that place is called heaven. Father God in heaven above, Lord God, I ask you to touch us today. Lord, renew us. Give us an extraordinary faith, Lord God. Fill us with the anointing and the fire and the power of the Holy Spirit, God, with the authority and the keys that Jesus has released unto us. Lord, those keys said in Matthew that whatever we bind upon this earth, It will be bound in the heavenlies where the fallen angels and demonic forces and evil angels operate from. God, we have the authority to bind it. And Lord God, whatever we release upon this earth, Lord God, it will also be released in the heavenlies. So Father God, with that power and authority, I bind the works of the enemy upon your people today in radio land. And God's sickness shall depart, God, weakness and and cancer and and demonic forces and generational curses and and loneliness and, and depression and oppression depart right now in the name of Jesus. Insanity, you cannot exist anymore. I command you to leave the people of God alone, God. And Lord, I release right now by the authority released unto me by Jesus, your power, God, your love, your grace and your mercy, Lord, upon your people. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God, we thank you for heaven. And uh, I will see you all next time. Escape to heaven, servant Marcia. God bless you. And I will see you next week, Monday, 1130 a.m. To God be the glory. Bye. Bye.